0: Hello Dealers, I'm Lynn Wolf and thanks for joining us for the Rural Lifestyle Dealer Podcast Series. This episode recaps highlights from a recent webinar with Bob Clements of Bob Clements International where he helps you fully evaluate whether or not your dealership is ready and able to open a second location. Let's listen in as Bob leads you through the realities and stresses of opening a second location and how not to put your first location at risk.
1: So the first thing I want to start off with, and I think if you would ask my people here in my office, uh, when people say, what's Bob's thought about adding a second location, my people would unanimously say uh, he would probably be against it. There are more dealerships that we work with today that have had second locations that we are either helping them close down or get out of or try to do it and it doesn't mean that a second location is a bad thing. I think what happens many times in a second location is the right thought process isn't given before you make a decision to add a second location. So I want to take you guys through over the next about an hour and I want to walk you through my thought processes as I have dealers call me and say, hey, Bob, I think I'm ready to add another location. And I take them through a thought process on what they should do and what they're going to think about. And I tend to be a realistic optimist, I I am a very optimistic person, but I'm also very realistic person and I know the challenges of running just a single location and when you add the complexity to a second location to it, in most cases, most dealers just simply don't have the cash or the stomach to deal with the problems they're gonna have. Now, the third and fourth and fifth locations are easy ones. The second one, I would just tell everybody on this, the second one is the most complex and most difficult thing you're ever gonna do. It's almost like starting a brand new business from scratch. When you've got two, when you're getting at a third one or a fourth one, or and I've got dealerships that's got 13 of them, they be, they get easier and easier because you've got the fundamentals in place. But in most cases, most of the dealerships I work with don't have the fundamentals in place in their first location, and they're going to take and duplicate the kind of insanity that's going on in their first location to a second location where they have less control over it, and then that insanity many times and that chaos many times ultimately creates a situation that puts the first location at risk. So i want to walk through my thought processes on it. I'm not negative anti second location. There's definitely opportunities to do it and as the market continues to shift and change and there becomes vacuums where dealerships go out and there's nobody to replace them there. I think there are opportunities, some great opportunities to do some things with but I just want to make sure that as you're going through it just like I would do with any of the dealers I consult with. I want to walk you through the mental process, things that you need to think about before you go through and do it. Now, as most of my webinars are, I'm gonna ask you to do some rating of yourself. So if you have a pen and paper handy, as I kind of get through about the mid portion of this, I'm gonna ask you to rate yourself on a scale of one to five on some different questions. And I think from there, uh, if you are thinking about a second location, how you rate yourself on those questions will really help you to determine is it really the time to do it. And again, I wanna stress, I'm not anti second location. I have a lot of dealerships that have multiple locations. I just want to make sure if you're looking at a second location or if you have a manufacturer that is. Pushing on you to do a second location that you're doing it with a clear mind and you're not and your and your testosterone is not peaked up to where you are wanting to become a conqueror of worlds as you go through and do it. So let's go ahead and, and get started. And the the first thing that I want everybody to do is I tell all of my dealers take a deep breath. So when I get a call from a dealer that says, "Hey Bob, uh, I have a manufacturer and they've presented me with an opportunity that is just too good to be true." Uh, the realist side of me says, well, they're presenting it to you for a reason. Uh, there was probably another dealer there and they didn't make it. So now they have a vacuum in their marketplace and they need it filled. And you look like somebody that, that can t- can continue to get credit line and and uh, and you floor planning. So you have, uh, do you have available dollars of floor plan and credit line? So I go back again. So don't take it, don't take it as this big ego thing that you got patted on the back. You were a logical choice. And if it's not you, then it'll be somebody else. So." The most important thing is to take a deep breath when somebody presents you or you see an opportunity to buy another dealership or take on another dealership, take a deep breath. This is a big decision that you're about ready to make. And the first thing I tell all of the dealers I work with is don't do anything that's going to put your existing dealership and your relationships at risk. And one of the things that I see most often in adding another location. It's the relationships, and not the business relationships, but the personal relationships that suffer. If you've got a husband and wife that's running a dealership now, if it's a family owned or a husband and wife business, and a lot of ours are, we have husbands and wives that run the dealerships together. When you add another location, you put an incredible amount of stress on that personal relationship that you have. It's gonna take far more time than you thought it's gonna take. It's gonna take far more capital than you ever dreamed it's gonna take. There's gonna be problems that you never thought existed that are gonna show up. You're gonna have hiring problems. You're gonna be coming home late or your wife's gonna be coming home late. you're tired. You're irritated. And again, what will start to happen as I see this all the time is then I have a, a chasm that starts to happen between the relationship. So number one, if you're married and you have a wife that's involved with the business like many of our dealers are. You got to make sure that you've got a good, strong, solid relationship. I have a dealership that's a power sport dealership. They sell compact tractors and power sports and they had a present opportunity to present themselves to, to buy another dealership. And that my, first, that my first thing that I had as I talked to uh, the couple, they're a younger couple. And I said, the, the, the number one thing, you can't let this separate you as a couple. And I say, I know you don't think it will, but I've been doing this for 35 years. And I'm telling you, the biggest thing that's going to happen is your relationship is going to have stresses that you never believed it would have before and, and uh, Dan and Sarah are the, are the husband and wife teams and they went and it made sense the dealership made sense it was right they had some lines that would complement what they were doing at their other dealerships so it made sense the price was perfect on it I mean they basically were buying it it was an asset purchase and only just current active assets Uh, It was a great situation, but I told them, I don't care about the dealership that you're buying. What I care about is you two. I've known you guys forever. You were a young couple when I started with you, and you're still younger than me. And I said, I just want you to understand that this is going to put a lot of stress on it. And so I asked Sarah, I said, are you ready for that? She goes, oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. And I asked Dan, yeah, we're good. We're good. We've already had all those conversations. And about four weeks into it, right, uh, we had the conversations again. And guess what? And again, they worked through everything. But but they both said, man, the stress it's put on our relationship is enormous. And so I want you to think about that from that standpoint. You know, if you already got You know, if you're just working it by yourself, maybe not a big deal, but most of the dealerships I work with are smaller dealerships with husband and wife teams that work them. And I tell people that that it's not worth risking your personal relationships with because of a stupid store, okay? Um, Most of the time you can make more money than you'll ever spend at your first store, Uh, so what are you in it for? Why are you trying to open this? Do you want to become the conqueror of all worlds? Or do you want to improve your profitability? And I go back again, I tell most of my dealers, you can make more money than you'll ever spend at your one location. So think about it. And again, I'm not trying to talk anybody out of doing it, but I don't want you to put at risk the dealership that you currently have right and I don't want you to put at risk the personal relationships and I know everybody says oh Bob it won't be us but I'm just telling you after 35 years I've had a lot of husband and wife phone calls and, web and webcasts with each other and it is a stressful thing so that's the number one thing just take a deep breath think about your relationships and think about your existing dealership and say do I want to put that at stress or do I want to put that at risk so in the beginning things you can count on happening now we tell people again I'm a realist. Okay, I, I'm an optimist, I'm not a pessimist, so I look at things on a very positive way, but i still tend to be a real, realist after being in this business for so many years. And I tell people, the number one thing that you're gonna see happen when you start this second location, is you're gonna have more stress in your life than you've ever had before. You think your one location creates stress in your life. You think your one location is a situation where you wake up at two o'clock in the morning, and you're thinking about, gosh, how am I gonna make payroll? Or gosh, what about this? Or I got an employee I'm having problems with. And if you guys are small business owners like I am, right? You guys know what I'm talking about. You, don't have a, you seldom have a good night's sleep as a small business owner. You're waking up because you've got all these different things that are going on in your mind. How am I going to make payroll? How am I going to pay taxes? How am I going to do this? And when you add another location, all it does is it's going to multiply the stress that you have. So if you have no stress now, you open another location, you'll have it again. If you used to have it and you got yourself to a point where you don't have much stress anymore, all you're going to do is throw a lot more stress on you and, and the business as a part of it. So the number one thing that I tell dealerships is going to happen, you're going to go back on the, the, the stress railroad track and, and it's going to be amped up more than you ever believed it's going to be before. More employee issues. I, I can't tell you how many times I have dealers that tell me, gosh, Bob, it's hard to find good employees. And I'm sitting there laughing going, and you're thinking about opening a second location. All you're going to do is double your trouble. Okay, so if you're having trouble finding good technicians, you're having trouble finding good parts people or good salespeople. now at your location, what makes you think it's going to get any better if you open a second location, right? All those things are going to continue on. You're not going to go into a labor market where all of a sudden, oh, guys, there's 87 tractor technicians, Bob, and they're all knocking on my door hoping that I'll hire them, and they're all A-level techs, Bob, and they want to work for 15 bucks an hour. That ain't going to happen. Okay, you're gonna go into a situation that's exactly like the situation you have right now from an employee standpoint. If You're having trouble finding good technicians or good parts people or good salespeople or good managers now, okay, it's not gonna get any better with the second location. The challenge is it even ramps up more because it takes more of your time to do it. So if you've got employee issues now, right, with your dealership and you're not fundamentally sound with your employees, you don't have a good cast of people that can play at the dealership, you're not ready to open a second location. If you got all your employee issues, and I'm not talking about small issues where you got somebody that comes in with a bad attitude periodically. I'm talking about I have turnover in my parts department. I have turnover with technicians. I've got more work than I can handle and I can't find more technicians. That's the kind of issues I'm talking about. So if you've got that going on now, right, that's going to, duplicate the exact same thing at your second location, and it's going to elevate itself. You're going to have less family time. And I had a dealership that's down in Kentucky. I got a call from a couple of weeks ago. He has a second location. About four or five years ago, we were talking, should he open one? My suggestion was no. Let's take the location you have and make it a destination. They were only 20 miles apart. And he goes, yeah, but Bob, this manufacturer wants me to do this. This is like there's a vacuum there. This is a great thing. And this is a great businessman. Okay, he's a good businessman, and, and I said, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend you do it, but it's up to you, it's your money, it's your time, and I got a call from him here about three weeks ago, I says, Bob, I'm gonna shut that business down, I should have took your advice. He said, you know, I need to redo the lease on the on this property, he says, I don't know if I want to redo it for another five years, do I want to buy a piece of property, do I want to expand it? And I said, Jeremy, let me ask you a question, I know family is important to you is you keep that location over there, are you gonna have more family time or less family time? He said, I'm gonna have less family time. And I said, do you have plenty of family time now? He says, no, I wish I had more. And I said, then don't do what you're thinking about doing. Let's continue to build on your location now. And I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later on. But I said, if you you don't have enough family time now, And I'm going to tell you, folks, I've been doing this for 35 years. It's all about family, and it's all about taking care of your family and the employees and their families. You know, if you can't do that now with one location, it's not going to be improved with a second location. Again, I don't want you to think I'm negative. I just want to bring some realism to what you're looking at with this. And the other one is the strain on cash flow. You know, in, in the in the world that we consult in, uh, our, we have a philosophy of profit first. So every month, we don't wait and see what's at the end and take a profit. We build the profit in at the very beginning, and whatever's left, we pay salaries and we pay expenses with. And so, so I tell people again. So I don't I don't want to risk that profit that we set aside at the beginning of every month. I know a lot of you guys wait until you see what's left at the end of the month profit. I think that's insane. Uh, we build the profit in, in the beginning, it t- the profit comes right off the top. And then from there, we take everything we have left and that's what we're going to run our dealership on. So again, last thing I'm going to do is cut into any cash flow that's going to edge out into the profit that I've already got set aside every month that I'm going to take out of the business. So again, so as you add a second location and many times, and I'll talk about this in more detail, but what I see happening is, is we take cash flow out of the first location to augment the second location and, and you're putting your first location at risk. So I want to say again, you know, it is going to drain some of your cash flow out. If you, if you had good cash flow coming in the second location, I don't care how you do it or what you do with it, it's going to have some impact on the cash flow that you have. your existing location so if there are months where you're currently running cash tight it ain't going to get better with the second location you're going to have two or three years where you're going to have some cash flow drain that you're going to have to figure out how to do it now you can do it with a line of credit you can do it with things like this but i'm a very much of an anti uh credit guy i'm a big fan of uh uh grow at the speed of cash from that standpoint, I don't like uh, credit. I don't like loans. Uh, they're costly. And again, um, then we, we are uh, uh, a slave to somebody else when we do those. So I, I want to have a business that's got good cash flow that lets me do whatever, everything I want to do. And if I add that second location, I've got to make sure that it's not draining off my cash flow. So I tell the dealers when I work myself, before we think about a second location, let's consider all the options for our first location, right? I know the second location is exciting and it's new and it's this and it's this and it's this, right? It's like going going out on a date again, right? For the first time, you're excited about it and you're excited about the all of the things that it could be in the future and all the hopes and all the dreams that everybody tells you about. It's going to be great. You're going to make more money than you could ever spend. You could probably make more money right now than you could ever spend if you just ran your first location. Well, the first thing I do is say, well, before we look at adding a second location, let's just take a look and see if you want to grow your business and we have opportunities to grow. Let's take a look at our existing location and see, does it make sense? So the first thing I say, is there any way we could build onto or build out the first location you're in so if you say gosh you know we have more service work that we can handle I'd like to get a second location moving over here about 30 miles we have got a lot of customers that are from 30 miles or 40 miles out that are coming over here it'd be nice if I had a location over there and make it easier for my customers now I love customers to death and everything we do in a dealership is for the customer experience But let me tell you folks if they're already driving 45 minutes 30 or 45 minutes to you right it's already working for them you're they're having a great experience with you or they wouldn't be driving that far to do it so again So let's look at, can we expand the shop that we have now? Can we expand the parts department we have now? Can we expand our showroom? Do we have enough land or property to take our building right now and build it into a destination? I'm kind of a fanatic on this today, but I tell people again, people don't mind driving anymore, right? So if you're 20 minutes away from somebody else, but you're a destination, you've got lots of everything there, people will come to you. I can't tell you how many times I hear dealers tell me all the time, oh, gosh, Bob, people come in and say, well, you know, I can drive 40 miles away and I can get the same thing for $100 less. And what they're saying is it's not the distance, right? So why not take where you're at now and make it a destination? Have lots of stuff in one location instead of taking all of your credit line and all your floor planning and try to divide it between two locations. You're much better off having a bigger offering of everything at your first location than you have it having a middle option or a middle offering in your other location. So I just want you to think about that first. And that's the first thing I ask my dealers is there any way we could build on to or build out the location that we have now? Now, sometimes they're landlocked and they just simply can't do it. Okay, well, and that, if that's the case, that's the case. Then the next thing I say, well, if you are a landlock and you can't do it, is there any way we could take your first location and move it to a better location? So rather than opening a second location, is there any way we could buy five acres someplace or 10 acres someplace and take where you're at now and simply build a new building, build out something different, and again, have more space, but not open a second location. Could we take our first location, move it somewhere a little bit, Maybe it's five miles from where it's at now, right? Maybe it's now instead of 20 minutes away from your second location or 30 minutes, maybe you're only 25. I don't know what it is. All I'm saying is, is is it's better in my mind to move your first location to a better location than it is to open a second location because you don't have all the headaches and the problems and the things like that with it. So again, it's sometimes you just can't do it. Sometimes the land's not available. Sometimes there is no place else to go. You are where you're at and you're stuck there. And that may just be what it is. But I tell people again, Makes sense to me at least to give thought to you know, building on your on to where you're at or building out where you're at. Or if you can't do that because you're landlocked for some reason, then let's look at land that we can get right, that people will drive to, right, that gives us maybe a better location, I'd rather see you build a new building on a new location that's a better location than adding a second location if we can get those things done there. So I just want you to think about that. It's an option as we go through and do it. The other thing I'd say again is, is I see a lot of dealerships, they're saying, well, you know, we need more business, we need more business, we go there and get more business, then, then, then it's a marketing issue, a website issue, you got to be more aggressive with your presence. People will drive today. And again, I said that before, people will come to you. You've got to make sure you're attractive to them. So again, you know, if you need more business, if you think the business is out there, then think about Rebuilding your website, being more aggressive with your online presence, reaching out to more people in different ways, using Facebook better, using YouTube videos better, using things like that. I tell people again, think, well, what would that do? I said, well, you know, it would pull more business into it. People will come to you and do those things. So that's the first thing that I look at as as I'm talking to a dealer about a second location. I'm gonna make them walk through with me every option for their first location until they go, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that, still wanna grow. Okay? So I just tell people again, I want you to walk through those things consciously to do that. And the other one is, the last one is, is maybe hire better people. Maybe the reason that you're not growing at the rate you can at your other location is you got people that are not customer-friendly people. You know, maybe your service manager hates people. Most service techs grow into service managers. And I always laugh service techs like to work on machines that don't talk because they don't enjoy people. Uh, So, you know, so maybe it's a matter of finding better salespeople. Maybe it's a matter of finding better parts people. Maybe it's a matter of finding better service people or service managers. I I don't know what it would be, but could we improve the performance of our people by hiring better people that are more skilled people that are going to be more costly right because good people are expensive okay but could we do that and could we grow the business out and be more profitable ultimately from that standpoint too so those are some things that i want you to think about before you decide to make this decision the other thing i want you to understand is only you as an owner can make the decision to add a second location regardless of what everyone else is telling you and i'm just going to tell you and and i'm a big fan of manufacturers but the manufacturers are interested in expanding market share Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. Every manufacturer in the world, matter of fact, if a manufacturer is not interested in expanding their market share, then there's something wrong. Okay. You're interested in expanding market share as a manufacturer because you build stuff. And the bigger market share you have, the more stuff that you build, you have the ability to sell. It's just basic economics. Okay, so they're in it for themselves. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not in it for you too. They don't wanna see you fail. I'm not saying that, but I want you to understand that they're gonna be painting you a rosy picture of all the opportunities that you have out there, right? You're gonna have people around you say, oh man, you should expand out. That's a better market. That's a better this, that's a better this. They're not gonna have to work the dealership. They're not gonna have to hire people. They're not gonna have to figure out how to do payroll. Never had a manufacturer yet call up one of my dealers and say, gosh, Bob, it's I know it's the first and you have to do payroll today. Anything we could help you, with with to help make your payroll easier. Anything we could do to take some of that tax burden off of you that you got to pay the taxes with on the 15th. Never had that happen. And again, not that they should do that. All I'm saying is, is everybody that doesn't run a business is going to tell you how smart it is to open a second location. It is the decision that you and you alone that's going to happen. because once it goes right and if it starts to go bad they're all gonna say oh well gosh you know we were hoping that would work well as you guys know what you say I, I tell people hope is not a strategy so again what what regardless of what anybody else is to you, and that would include me right if you're calling me up i tell people again it. it's still your decision right as i was talking with sarah dan it's your decision i think it makes sense i know there's going to be stress in your relationship but it's your decision all i can do is give you my insight on things that you need to be thinking about as far as doing it so so don't listen to everybody else. Don't make a decision to do it because somebody's pressing you in to do it from a from a manufacturer standpoint. Well, if you don't do this, you know, then we're gonna have to put this person over there because we're just not getting enough exposure with our line. Well, then maybe that's just the case. Maybe that's the way it's gonna be, right? And 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 if I can't do that for you in my location here and I'm making the kind of money I wanna make, then maybe that's just the way it's gonna be. And I'll have a competitor over there, but I will tell you if they're a competitor and they're new, I'm gonna be able to outsell them, I'm gonna be able to outflank them if I'm an existing business having to compete against them. I would, I would never worry about, if I were a good, strong, healthy dealership, I would never worry about a competitor going in next to me. Right? It, 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 who cares about them? It doesn't make any difference at all. They're gonna have all the same kind of problems you're gonna have only multiplied because they're brand new trying to do things there. So again, make sure that regardless of what you do, keep in mind it is your decision.
0: So far, Bob has talked through the first phases of consideration regarding a second location, including the reality of a drain on cash, as well as stress on management, employees, and your family. He also talked through making sure you've thoroughly expanded at your first location and even evaluated the possibility of relocating. Next up, Bob asks you to rate yourself in five areas to further evaluate whether a second location is the right move for you.
1: So, I'm going to ask you some questions and I want you guys to kind of rate yourself on a scale of one to five. These are questions I would ask every one of my dealers. So, as I ask you in the beginning, get a piece of paper out that I want you to rate yourself and then at the end of these, we'll come back and talk about what to do with it. So, the first question I ask, after we go through, can we take your existing location and move it, build it out, grow it, make it better, hire better people if they go, no, 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 no. I said, okay, so now the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna have you rate yourself on a scale of one to five. And I'm gonna ask you some questions and I want you just to be honest with yourself, okay? You can lie to me, but be honest with yourself. How do you rate yourself on these? So the first thing that I would ask, or Jeff Blackton, one of my advisors, or Brian would ask any dealer that would call us on this is if you were to walk away from your current location for 90 days at season. So I want you to think about this. So if you were to walk away, from your current location for 90 days at season, would it still be operating as though you were there? So if you at season said, hey, Bob, uh, my wife and I are going to, I don't know, pick a great place to go, uh, and we're gonna be gone for 90 days. I know it's season, but you guys have got it. I got no concerns, okay? So that's my first question. Can you do that? Rate yourself on a scale of one to five. So in your current situation, in your dealership, could it do without you for 90 days at the peak of season? If you score yourself low, that's gonna be a problem because the second location is gonna need a lot of your time and attention. It's like you leaving it for a period of time. If If you rate yourself as a five to that, then I'm gonna say, okay, well then, there's a high probability that you could handle a second location because as you're gonna learn here, if you open a second location, you don't hire a manager to run your second location. You as an owner, take on the second location and you bring a manager in to run your first location we'll talk about that a little bit more but i i've seen second locations work well when the owner was willing to go over and run the second location and start it as though it's a brand new business and be in the middle of it if you hire a manager to go over and run your second location they will spend cash like a sailor on shorely and i'm telling you again i've seen them drain businesses because of that you've got to be in that second location so the only way you can make a second location work in my opinion is you have to be able to walk away from your location your current location now and not be there and you've got to have a good enough team in place a good enough management team in place they don't actually need you there to run the business so rate yourself on a scale of one to five and i just the other question i always ask if customers come into your existing dealership and asked to see you opening a second location becomes an option. I have a lot of my owners that say, well, you know, it's hard to get away from here because customers come in and they've known me forever and they always ask for me. Well, that's a problem. Okay. That's a problem in and of itself. So it tells me that you haven't transitioned your team over to where they can replace you. If you, if you, you can walk up and say, hey, Bob, good to see you today. You know, how you doing? I says, well, I need to talk. To, I need to talk to you about a tractor. Here, let me hook you up with Jeff over here. Jeff's our sales guy. He's going to take care of you. Before you leave, let me say hi to me before you leave. If you haven't got your customers where well, you can hand them off to one of your other people and transition yourself back out of that situation just like that then I'm gonna say you're probably not ready to open a second location. But if you can right? And if people come into you and they don't ask to see you, then opening the second location again becomes an option in my mind because the business that you have today, that current location doesn't need you to exist. Cash flow is the next one. I talked about this briefly before. Can you cash flow a second location without pulling cash from your first location? So if I need to make payroll in my second location, Do I know confidently in my heart that the market's there that I can start this thing up with some maybe small loan that you're going to do at a bank, but I'm not going to burn through all that money, then all of a sudden, I'm six months into this, nine months into this, the weather turned bad, the economy turned bad, right, and all of a sudden, I'm needing to make payroll, and I'm sitting here taking it out of the cash flow of my existing business, or worse yet, I'm taking it out of my personal savings account, the money that I'm setting aside, the profit I've been setting aside for years, right, so that I can do what I want to do when I'm at that point. I'm taking and putting my own personal money back in this thing, and it's sucking up my personal assets, okay? And, And if you can't do that, then again, that's a problem. So can you cash flow a second location without pulling cash from your first location on a scale of one to five? You know, what if I opened the second location, would I be able to do it without putting any financial stress from a cash flow standpoint on my second location? And this is normally one of those that becomes the problem for a lot of the folks that I'm talking to. So I want you to think about that on a scale of one to five. Your goal in opening the second location is to do no harm to your first location. You got a good, healthy dealership. If you're thinking about opening the second location, hopefully you've got a good, strong, healthy dealership that's already existed. Why would you, ever put it at risk to open a second location. If you're gonna open a second location, this thing on its own has to be able to cash flow itself. And you go, well, Bob, you know, I don't know if it's gonna be able to do it right away. Well, then we have gotta figure out, you know, I'm gonna have, maybe I'm gonna do a loan at the bank, or I'm gonna do something, right? But I would tell people again, whatever you're gonna do, you can't get into your personal money, Right, uh, this is something that's got to be able to, to stand on its own. So, you know, if if you're going to do this, then make sure that it's, you're not financing it yourself. Right? If, if if you needed to do that, work to get outside financing in place. Uh, and if you're going to move forward with a second location, so somehow get other people's uh, money involved with it if you can. Again, I'm not a big fan of debt, uh, but on the same token, I'm not a big fan of uh, letting my money go either. So, you know, if, if your goal is to open a second location, my comment and my thoughts are always is make sure that we do no harm to the first location. It's there, it's strong, it's solid, so make sure you keep it in place. My next question is is about customer cannibalization. Okay, so when I ask a dealer and they say, well, gosh, know, Bob, this location is only 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour from my existing location. I say, well, that's great. It's handy because as an owner, you're going to be driving back and forth every day. It's my recommendation always as an owner is you're going to be over there running your second location. If it's three hours away, it's not going to work, right? If it's an hour and a half or two hours away and you're driving it every day, you say, well, I'm going to go over there two or three days a week. It's not going to work. Okay, you've got to on your second location, take personal responsibility to be there and run it. And make it happen, and I people say, "Well, you know, I can hire a good manager." Well, yeah, you can, and probably twenty percent of the time you'll hire a good manager, and it'll work. But I'm going to tell you, eighty percent of the time it won't work. Okay, and my experiences with more of the eighty percent of the time it won't work. So again, so we're going to put it over there. It's got to be within driving distance for you. In my opinion, so you're going to be comfortable driving it every day. But my next question is: Is will your second location cannibalize? any customers from your first location. So if you're looking at something that's 45 minutes or an hour away, you can't tell me that some of your existing customers aren't going to go over to that first location. They were coming to your location now, but we're going to lose customer base in our first location, right? And we're going to give it to the second location. Well, how did that help you out? Okay, so you cannibalized your customer base from your first location to support your second location. So now I've started to weaken my first location, right? And I still don't have a strong, healthy second location. So the question I'm gonna ask you on a scale of one to five, will your second location cannibalize any customers from your first location, okay? So, you got to understand that customer erosion will have an impact. So, having a customer group that's significantly different than your customer group at your primary location is important. I would tell people again, you know, as you look at your customer group, right, you you may want to look at your second location of looking for a different, so my second location is going to be attractive to a different type of customer. Okay, I have a dealership that I work with right now up in Illinois and they're thinking about a second location. Their first location is primarily a big ag location. The second location they're looking at is gonna be more of a rural lifestyle location. Okay, now the perk of that is, is while their big ag location will be, their customers will be buying 125 horse and under uh, utility and compact tractors, the book of what they sell is bigger tractors, bigger equipment for hay and corn and beans and things like that the second location they're looking at is really going to be more of a rural lifestyle dealership so so they're going to be they're going to be more in the side by sides they're going to be more in the compact utility tractors mini excavators things like this things that are a better fit for that rural lifestyle customer so as we were talking about it i said we're going to have a little bit of cannibalization a little bit of customer erosion but you've got two very different customer bases that you're going for and they were in a situation where they could do it they could handle the finances on it from their business they were a very profitable dealership so I said it makes sense to do it because you got all the other things in place and we're looking at a different customer base. If they were looking at a real lifestyle customer base and they had a real lifestyle customer base, I'm not so sure that they weren't going to have some heavy erosion with it. So all I'm saying again is is you got to make sure again that, that as you look at a second location, are you going to get much erosion, much cannibalization from your customer base from one to the other. And if you are, then it's something you got to think about a little bit. And maybe if you want to open a second location, open it with maybe different types of products than you would, although we're going to talk about that's sometimes not a good idea either. Will you be able to take the lines from your first location and sell them at your second location? As I said, this is a question you have to ask. You know, so can I take the lines I have and move them to my second location too? And in some cases, you can. In some cases, it's one of your major vendors that says, hey, we have an opening over here. We would like to have you think about taking on this second location we have over here. But the most important thing is, again, is if if it can't cannibalize or if it does, it's got to be minimal, minimal cannibalization or customer erosion from your first location, right? But I do want you, if you're going to do something, I do want you to try to maintain your vendor congruency. I want to make sure that the vendors that we have at this location uh, will be over here. And again, this one particular dealership, they handle this other compact utility line at their primary location. They're going to be able to carry that to their secondary location. So but it's a very different customer base there. The outdoor power side of what they're gonna handle, they're gonna be able to move that over too. The only thing they can't move over is their handheld line. So the handheld line they have now at their primary location, they're not gonna let them have it at their secondary location and again, Handheld equipment's important, it makes a nice package for everybody, but that's not a game changer in my mind. As long as your big lines will kind of transfer over, you're going to be in good shape there. So again, rate yourself on a scale of one to five there. If I open a second location, am I going to be able to have vendor congruency? Is the vendors that I have now, my primary ones that I count on, going to be able to shift with me to that second location? Right, the challenge is, if, if not, you say, well, no, I'm going to add another tractor line, Bob. The tractor line that I have now won't let me have that, but this company this company has another tractor line over here, and it's a good tractor line. The challenge is that it creates more complexity then. Right. Every time you add a different line, every time you do something different, it adds more cost to both service parts and sales. If you have another tractor line, then the technicians that you have right, have to go to the schools. As well, they should. The manufacturers have a right to ask you to make sure that your technicians are trained on their products, right? You're going to have to have more parts because the parts are not going to cross over. Uh, There's just going to be a lot of additional training that's required when you bring in another line. Uh, Warranties are going to be done different. Floor plans are going to be done different. Programs are going to be done different. So I tell people again, you know, well, it doesn't seem like a big deal. There's a lot more complexities when you add new lines in to make your second location work from that standpoint. So I just want you to be aware of that. The next question I want you to ask yourself on a scale of one to five, do you have someone trained to manage your first location and I mentioned this before. Uh, I don't want you to think that you can take somebody that's currently managing your first location while you're still there too and send them over to manage your second location. That seldom ever works well. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't sometimes. And I've got some dealerships that it has done well in. Uh, One specifically down in Georgia, they've done it. And the person that's running the second location is a nephew. So there's a family tie there. He was at the first location. And it's really working out great for them. But there's some uh, relationship there. And I know this nephew's not going to just someday bail on his uncle and leave it high and dry to where I've got a problem over there. Although I will stay when the the owners open the second location. Uh, They're about an hour and a half apart. He was every every other day he was kind of over there helping get things going. So again, do you have someone trained to manage your first location? Do you have an assistant manager or a general manager in place in your first location that you can say, okay, Mary, you're my general manager, you're going to manage my existing location and I'm going to go over and I'm going to take on the responsibility of opening and managing the second location for at least the next two or three years until we can find somebody over there, I can train and know that's gonna be managed. I I just will tell you again, most cases, uh, hiring a manager to run a second location is a bad idea. Uh, They, they, it just doesn't work. They don't think like an entrepreneur uh, and when you're opening a second location, it's still a very entrepreneurish type of business. Not the third one, not the fourth one, not the fifth one. It all becomes more corporate from that standpoint but the second location is a very entrepreneurial type of business that you're going to run and you need to find somebody and nobody better than yourself to do it. Again, I've got a dealership up in upstate New York and they've got three stores. The husband runs, runs, runs one, the wife one runs one, then they have a manager that runs the others. And again, they're good people, right? Uh, but But I have the two stores that are run by the owners, the wife runs one, the manager runs the other one. Uh, they consistently perform better than the one that's run by the uh, general manager. And they got a good general manager. there. I don't want to take anything away, but they just think a little bit differently, right? They don't put up as, with as much employee issues if you're the owners where a manager uh, might put up with some stuff that an owner wouldn't put up with. So rate yourself on a scale of one to five there. Do you have someone trained to manage that first location? And again, what does this person look like, they should be currently running weekly meetings with other managers as well as going over the financial numbers of your existing dealership every month. So, I want you to understand this. This is not somebody you're gonna say, well Bob, you're a great parts manager, I'm gonna make you a general manager tomorrow and I'm gonna go over next week and I'm gonna open this new store up. If this is a parts manager, I'm not taking anything away from them being a parts manager or service manager or sales manager but if they're not currently running weekly meetings, as a matter of fact, if you're not currently doing weekly meetings with your management team, you're not ready to open a second location. If you're not meeting with your managers every week on your financials at your existing location and looking at them and talking about them and holding people accountable to them, you're not ready to open a second location. So I want this person to be somebody that is running our weekly meetings. So in the dealerships we consult with every week we have a weekly meeting and we go over the service numbers, the parts numbers, the sales numbers, employee issues, concerns, hiring that we need to do, all those things like this and it happens on a weekly basis. In every dealership, well not every dealership, most of the dealerships we consult with. We try to get them to do it, every dealership to do it, not everybody still does. But I would say again, that's the kind of person I'm looking at here. Somebody that could step in, do a weekly meeting, they would know what the key performance indicators are by department. We should be looking at a tech efficiency and recovery in parts, or in service, I'm sorry, we should be looking at our average transaction value, total part sales, gross profit margin, In parts, we should be looking at that every week, and we should be looking at sales. We should be looking at our closing rates, our activity levels, and our average uh, sale relative to the contacts that we make. So those are the numbers that I would expect them to be looking at. If you don't have somebody like that, then I'm gonna challenge you again. You're probably not ready to open that second location. Staffing, Do you have a clear understanding of your staffing opportunities for the new, cl- new location on a scale of one to five. I talked about this in the very beginning. You're having trouble hiring technicians right now? Think that's going to be any better, any easier when you move into a second location? It's not. Okay, those things are not going to improve from that standpoint. So again, so you have to sit here and say, okay, well, if I'm struggling with that right now. Right? What do I do? How do I make that happen? And so again, you know, you got to have some people lined out. Sometimes people say, "Well, I'm going to take over the existing staff at the location. I'm going to buy this guy, and I'm going to take over his existing staff." That normally doesn't work out because the guy wants to sell because he wasn't making any money. He's making great money. Why would you sell something you're making a ton of money with? Okay. If you got good managers in place, you don't need to do it. You can be gone ninety days. Why would you ever sell that? Why don't you just keep taking good money out of it and do it? So many times you're buying somebody else's problem and headache, and the people. People that are there that you're going to take over in many cases, and again, I'm not saying in all cases, but in many cases, right, they were part of the problem. And so what you end up doing is you end up coming in, and I, I had this happen again not too long ago down in Mississippi where a guy bought an existing dealership, and the owner sold it, and then he left the, the manager that was kind of the manager in place there. He'd been there 30 years, and guess what? This guy still wants to run the dealership the way the old guy ran it. Well, well the guy had to sell it because it didn't work the old way. And so they think, well, I've already got a guy in there. who has been there 30 years. He knows everybody. Well, he sucked at what he was doing for 30 years. He's going to still suck at what he does now. And so you didn't improve your situation by taking over that staff. So you got to look at that and say, okay, do I have people in mind? Can I staff it? Do I know people over there? Have I already got some technicians potentially lined up that I know they're available to me? So on a scale of one to five, you've got to be thinking about that. I, I, I wish I could tell you that it was easier to find people. It's not. And it's not going to be any easier to second location. And your technicians are not going to be, even if they're good technicians there, when new management comes in, you do things differently and they get frustrated. I mean, let's face it, technicians are prima donnas, right? And so all of a sudden, if you come in and ask them to, I don't know, clock in and on and off of work orders and they've never done it before, they're going to leave you right and so you just think about that as a part of that on a scale of one to five okay clear opportunity for staffing there then you have a sufficient floor plan available and the ability ability to extend your credit line if needed so again understand that you know uh, floor plan you've got a, a you've got a finite amount of dollars that floor plan is going to do and if you and if you say well you know I've got enough but I'm gonna have to divide it up between two locations then you move from being a destination to just being two stores and I, and I do believe today that people like to go to that destination they like to the place that's got lots of stuff on it I was having a conversation here a few months back with a gentleman and we were talking about that he actually closed the second store and we said look what we really want to do is take this store it happened to be a new Holland dealer we want to take the store and we want to turn it into a destination it's a better location we take your store and turn it into a destination Right, And as we were talking about it, I used this example. I said, just think about this for just a second, Mark. I said, if if you want to buy a new truck and you buy and you, and you say, okay, well, I've got a new, a new, let's just say Chevrolet truck dealer in my town. I go by and he's got 30 or 40 trucks that are sitting there. But you know, you know, 45 minutes from there, there's another guy that's got about 65 or 70 trucks. But you know, about another 30 minutes from that, there's a guy that's got 300 trucks sitting on his lot. I said, what are you going to do? He goes, well, I'm going to go to the guy's got 300 trucks because I've got a better chance of finding what I want. I said, you don't know that the other two guys don't have exactly what you want, but but what you did was you saw this guy's got some trucks, this guy's got more trucks, this guy's got all the trucks. And I said, he's became the destination. And I said, so you don't mind driving an hour and 15 or 20 minutes this guy because you know, in your heart and soul, whatever kind of truck you want, he's going to have. And I said, and you don't know that they didn't have the exact truck you were looking for. At the location that's right in your hometown, and I said, so if you're going to do this thing, let's become the destination. If if we're going to be a New Holland dealer, let's become the the destination for New Holland in this particular area there. And I don't care if it's Mahindra or Yanmar or Kubota or anybody else. If that's what you're going to do, be the destination for it, right? And don't try to split that 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 uh, that your line of credit up, so I've got 25 here and 25 there, better off to have 50 or 75 at a single location. And again, that goes back with credit line and things like that. So it doesn't matter what you handle, you're better off having more of it on your lot than less of it on your lot. And your your, uh, floor planning and your ability to get a line of credit has a lot to do with that. So again, rate yourself on a scale of one to five from that standpoint. Then the last thing is, is look at any area that you scored yourself less than a four on. And then if you scored yourself less than a four, I'd say then you're really not ready to open a second location. So if if you've got a four to a five on any one of those, I'd say, yep, you're probably ready to do something like that if you really wanna do it. If you got any area on any one of those that you scored less than a four on, then I would four on, then I'd say the first thing you gotta do is you gotta work to improve whatever area that is before you add a second location to it. So it's just really all about just being honest with yourself and I know and I know people always say, when you ask Bob, what does Bob say about a second lotation? I always say no. And I don't mean no, because it's not something that won't work. I just mean no. Have you given it and thought through the whole process and understand that it's complex? And then people say, well, why do you say the third, fourth, and fifth one are easier? Because they just are. Because by the time you get your second one done... You've got, you understand the complexities of running multiple locations, right? You understand the staffing issues. You understand that the, the importance of having managers in place. Your processes are refined. Uh, you know, I've got a, a five-store group up up in Virginia that I work with. Uh, again, they're an ag dealer. Uh, you know, and the thing that we're working on, and they want to add more locations. They've got five, but but as we I've been working with them, we've really been working on getting their parts processes all the same across all five locations. Their pricing strategies all the same across all five locations. Their service processes the same across all five locations. And I tell people when you and, and they're then they're chaotic and they're a great dealership, and I love working with them, but there's still a lot of chaos it's getting better because we're getting all their processes and stuff refined and making sure that their store managers really are store managers just not glorified sales managers and we're working on that and they got young managers and they're great guys we're going to be able to add location 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 once we get it done but I tell people again but we're they have these locations all before I started with them we're really trying to go back and kind of backfill some things right now to get them in there and they're going to be a powerhouse as they continue to go through it but I just want you to understand that You've got to go through these processes and get these processes uh, right.
0: Thanks to Bob Clements of Bob Clements International for sharing the process they use with dealers who are considering a second location. If you truly are ready in terms of key areas such as management, cash flow, and product lines, Bob offers a final piece of advice regarding outside influences. He says, make sure that regardless of what you do, keep in mind it is your decision. Stay tuned for additional podcasts from our experts and dealers. Our podcast is now available on Spotify and can also be found on iTunes, the Google Play Store, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and TuneIn Radio. And if you're not yet a subscriber to our print or digital content, head on over to RuralLifestyleDealer.com and join our community. From all of us at Rural Lifestyle Dealer, I'm Lynn Wolf. Thanks for listening.